Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 175 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Preston. And Jim's out of the picture. He's right there though. Don't worry. <laughs> he's, he's fine. But today, uh, we brought Preston in because he has some exciting news to share. But uh, before we get into that, now that spring is here, we are doing a little maintenance in the front yard here. Yeah. With our, with our big raging summer parties, we've trampled the grass. <laughs> and so it's time to, to plant some new seed, right? Yeah. Make it look nice. Yeah. I don't like dirt yards, right? You know, I want it to be a lush lawn. Right. Right. So, Preston, what's the big news? The big news is I'm officially a CFP, which is Certified Financial Planner. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. So, so Certified Financial Planner, it's, um, we're at the gold standard, right. right? Yep. So, once you have that, there's really nothing else. Uh, you know, you can always continue sharpening the saw and, and such, but, but that is widely regarded as the, the best designation in our industry, right? Right. Yeah, that's, that's the one that everyone's chasing after. Yeah. So what was your experience like over the past few years with, with college and CFP training and the actual test? And, and, you know, if we look back a couple of years, it seems to me like that test was a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a few different components to becoming a CFP. So one is, of course, education. You've got to get a degree or at least complete enough coursework in financial planning and specifically a program approved by the board. So I went to Central Michigan University and they have a program where I could get my bachelor's degree and at the same time have completed the board's requirements. So that's the route I went. So when I graduated from the four-year university, I had completed the education part. And then the next part is the exam, which as you and Jim both know is a bear. So studied for many months, you know, a lot of hours every week studying for the exam. And I did it immediately after college. Start, I graduated in May, 2021, started studying July, took the exam in November and passed. So November 2021, I passed the exam and completed that part of it. And then the third part is experience. So I passed the exam in November 2021, but I was still a year and a half away from completing the experience requirement. So yeah, the last year and a half has been completing the experience, which means being in front of clients and making presentations and working in the industry and really learning everything I can. So back when I took it was like 2006. And by the way, back then they only offered it twice a year, like in the spring and the fall. And in the fall, it was always the day, the same exact day of the Michigan Ohio State game, which really frustrated me, okay? Because I got to the spring and I'm like feeling not ready. And but not wanting to delay it for a whole year, so I had to bite the bullet and missed the Ohio State game. It was the it was the 2005 game, actually, the Troy Smith game at the Big House. Just a devastating loss, and maybe maybe it was good yeah. that I wasn't there. Probably better you didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we had a nice lead in the fourth quarter and blew it. He ended up winning the Heisman Trophy that year. But anyway, it was a two-day test. Mm. So it, it was like, uh, I think it was Friday, Saturday, and it was all multiple choice, and all four A, B, C, D, right? They're, all four answers were right answers. Right. It was like, which one is the most right? right? It was by far the hardest test I've ever taken in my life. So how did, how did you feel about uh, the exam itself? Yeah, I completely agree with what you said. It was, you know, every question had four answer choices that I could pick from, and all four were like, yeah, that's a good recommendation. So yeah. which one is the most good or best recommendation? Yeah. You know? It's like, what should you do? A, contribute to a 401. B, contribute to an IRA. C, contribute to a Roth IRA. D, contribute to an HSA. Yes, is the right. answer, <laughs> yeah. right? But that's yeah. not a choice. Right. So how do you know what's the right one? It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the studying plays in, you know. You gotta, we know that all of them are good choices, but which one is the best choice? Right? And you have to get your mind inside the, the board, right? right? What are they looking for? Right. Right. Yeah, and my exam experience, it was only a one-day exam. I assume it's still a one-day exam. Um, but mine was, you sit for three hours and then you get a 15 minute break and then you go back in for another three. So brutal. it's just one really long day. Yeah, brutal. And so uh, back, you know, back in the day, we didn't have universities that offered uh, the CFP or a financial planning major. So you'd, you'd have to get your four year degree and then go contract with like American College or uh, the College for Financial Planning. And those are the two big ones back then. But now, and so, you would already have your experience requirement met, right? Right. So you never had, once you passed the test, that was it, you're done. So it was unique now with younger people having the four-year degree as a financial planning degree, then taking the test and having to wait. Right, yeah, very unique. And there's still not a ton of colleges that offer it, but many, many more are offering it, so. Yeah, in Michigan, I think there's, uh, there's only a handful, like Central, Michigan State, maybe uh, Oakland. Yeah, Central and Oakland, I know for sure. Michigan State and Grand Valley both, I believe, have, they call it master's programs. So it's not technically your degree, but you can complete it while you're there. You know? I've also read about PhD programs mm -hmm. in financial planning. Yeah, there's a big one at Kansas State I've read about. Hmm. So you like pay 20 grand and you become Dr. G. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can go from PG to DG. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're really proud of you for the CFP. Congratulations. Thanks. And, uh, you know, what's next? Not sure. Okay. Stay tuned. That's a big tease. <laughs> big tease for next week, right? Right. Yeah. All right. I have some ideas for you. Okay. All right. All right. Until next time. Uh, hey, drop Preston a line. What is it? Preston at peakwm.com? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wish him, a, uh, drop him a line of congratulations. Yeah. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.